Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we, Jillian and Morgan, review a romance book, drink something yummy, laugh our asses off, and rant about what we loved, what we didn't, and of course, talk about hot, smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We would like to note that this is an explicit podcast where we may talk about many taboo topics that include explicit sex scenes, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the Slive. Hi, guys. Season seven. I know, right? Here we go. Here we go. Can't believe it's been seven seasons. I know. Well, we're almost at our two-year anniversary, and we're almost at our grand total of almost ten thousand downloads. Right. I think we're in like nine, ninety plus countries, mm-hmm. all U.S. states. Yep. And then I think about where we do what ten to eleven episodes a season. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of books. I know. And I still read for pleasure. In between that, I don't, you know, only read for reviewing on this podcast yeah i feel like i only read now (laughs) to review books on this podcast in the summer though i do tend to read more in the summer yeah well that's because we lay in a pool and hell yeah we do yeah Mm -hmm. awesome hey what are you buzzing about well i think i'm gonna do a new thing guys this season Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be telling you guys the books i read for pleasure because it doesn't always make it on here, but there are a lot of books that we don't review that I think need a little mention. Okay. Um, so the first, um, I guess the first one I'm going to mention is called Hanford Prep. It is a series. I bought the book as a complete series, so I think it's maybe like three or four books total, but this one was in like a one single book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Jay Bree. I got it turned on from her because Broken Bonds, which is our last episode last season Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm gonna check this girl out and I read this book and I really liked it Jill would hate it it's reverse harem (laughs) Uh, but it was so good I really liked it so that's my mention this episode awesome I like it what are you buzzing about um, I did not read. I watched Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the first part of season four of You. Uh-huh. Um, I love You. Although I would say last season of You was probably my least favorite. I um, so I really did like that. I binged it all in one day. Uh-huh. So I watched it. And then the part two of season four is coming out in a couple of days. So I'm super excited to wrap that up. That's what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to binge it, but I didn't want to binge it and have to wait for the other half. I was like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for the second one to come out and then I'll binge. I binged um, Outer Banks. Ah. Uh, I've been waiting a good while for that one. Yeah, I've never started that one. It's real good. I think you also um, did Sex Life too. Oh, yep, I did binge Season that. two? Season two. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I did not yet. I might eventually. It's not like my favorite, so I won't rush right out yeah. for it. I mean, I like season two better than season one, I think, for Sex Life. That's fun. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you've watched both, I'd be curious to hear which season you liked best. Yeah. Well, that will not be a podcast episode because I just no. can't bring myself to watch it on no. season one well, again. Well, her nipples are still out. Great. So, and I know that you hated that the no. first season. So. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we read a book. We did. We read a Sierra Simone book. Mm-hmm. We read um, book one in a five book series called uh, American Queen. We did. 
Okay. So here, here's the, like, the thing that I saw, like the tagline of the book, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is fun to to read. It says, in quotes, I serve at the pleasure of the president. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's going to be like a president book. Like, I've never read a president book. I'm not a huge, like, politics type book. I like my billionaires and they have to do business here and there. And that's super fun. And I love mafia books. But a president book, I'm like, all right, it's better than her really, really big popular book, which is Priest. And I just cannot, cannot, will not cross that line. Absolutely not. I will not read it it one of these days. I haven't done it yet, but I'm like waiting for it to go on sale in case I absolutely fucking can't get through it. But I read that tagline Mm -hmm. and Amelia was like, no, thank you. Because I... I have my own political views, mm-hmm. um, but I do not like to mix sex with politics because I feel like politics is so dirty, but like not on a sexy level. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how are we going to mix the two mm-hmm. so that uh, it's like a good balance? Uh, I didn't find it mm-hmm. a good balance. I mean, it's not that it wasn't terrible because it was not um but i politics just it turned me off i don't know i think it's just because in general like i hate politics it's just angry and gross and like people are so (laughs) out of control (laughs) like i just couldn't like decipher like real life with real life politics with the politics in this book yeah so it's like I, I didn't like it. I just I couldn't watch um Scandal. That yeah. was real popular back in the day. Yeah. And she was, you know, the president was yeah. married and they're in love yeah. and she's, you know, are yeah. you gonna cheat? Are you not gonna cheat? Yeah. Like, how's this good? Yeah. No, I and I love like Grace Anatomy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm cool with doctors, like yeah. hot doctors pretending they know what they're doing, but the are you gonna fuck the president has just never crossed my mind. And right. so when I, I I was intrigued to figure out what this story was gonna be yes. like. And I will say it's nothing like I thought no. it was going to be. Well, and I think it's because when you think of president, vice president, you think of like old white men. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally that is what it is, old right. white men. And uh, he's young. He's a young president. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably, what is he, 37, 38? Somewhere around so through there. He's younger. Yeah. Um, and good looking. Mm-hmm. Um. So it did have a different vibe, I think, than like real life politics. Yeah. But still, I mean, the dirty aspect of politics in real life did make its way into the book a little bit. Uh, but not enough to distract you enough. too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was mo- mostly about the relationships yeah. and the sex and, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, okay. So here's your stats. Here's what you got, yo. So your main chick in this book, her name is Greer Galloway. You find out that she is raised in a political family. Her grandfather was a former vice president. So she's used to the politician lifestyle, the parties, all the things you have to attend and the secret service and the security. Mm -hmm. Like she's used to all of it. Okay. Then you've got your main dudes in this book. Um, And Maxon Ash Colchester is our president. Mm -hmm. And then you have Embry Moore, who is our vice president. They are best friends. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal. This book is very flashbacky. Yeah. Um, at least within like four different periods of their life. 
and how they all intertwine and how they all meet up. And um, they start out the book real young and very questionable and kind of pervy. Yeah. But as the book goes on, you've got, you know, obviously you've got adults here, but um, the flashbacks, too many, too confusing. I just, I, it took me out of it. I had to uh, go back and like count um, to figure out the age mm-hmm. of Greer. Because uh, when the book starts, she's very little. She's a little girl. She's going to these parties with her grandpa, Leo. They have a really great relationship. Uh, he uses her as kind of like a little spy, uh, which she knows. She catches on very quickly. Mm-hmm. So he'll like put her by people that are having a conversation and they'll keep conversing because no one thinks a child is like listening to them. Right. And so he takes her to all of these parties and continues to do so all the way up until she's 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how the book starts out. Uh, you meet Merlin in the very first section when she's young. He's fucking weird. I understand his purpose of this book, but I feel like his his actual purpose in the book didn't make sense to me. Yeah. He's the know-all string puller, whatever. The Political f- fixer. Right, right. Yeah. Um, He's an older guy. Yeah. And he, like, approaches this seven-year-old little girl. Right. And basically in this conversation, he says, keep your kisses to yourself, right. which is fucking weird. Yeah. And then he was like, and by the way, like, I'm sorry about your parents. Yeah. And you're like, again, fucking weird. Yeah. Well, she finds out later that night her parents die. Right. And now she's living with her grandpa. But she was like, fuck, Merlin is like a wizard. And this is some kind of modern retelling of like the King Arthur Guinevere Lancelot story. Mm -hmm. So to have a character named Merlin, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. So weird. Right. Weird. I, in my brain as I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, keep your kisses to yourself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's, Here's where my problem lies. She actually listens. And, like, does nothing with boys ever. Until she's 16. Until she's 16, which is mm-hmm. now where we're at. Mm-hmm. So now she's getting ready for this party with her cousin, Abilene, who is a fucking cuntbag. Oh, she she could get, get run over by a car. Horrible. Hate her, hate her, hate her. Hate her. Horrible character. Um, she's her cousin, also her best friend, and continues to be throughout the book, which I legitimately do not understand. Not a clue. Fucking terrible human being. Anyway. Yep. And untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. So um, she comes to this party. I think it's her birthday, isn't it? I can't remember. There's I, so many parties yeah, I think in this it's her book. Birthday. And um, up until this point, she's been in boarding school mm-hmm. with her cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, her cousin has like is kind of slutty and a little bit older. Does her own thing and is popular. And like Greer is not. She's just very like career academic lead driven. Mm-hmm. So she goes to this party. Her cousin's a fucking cutbag to her. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Mm-hmm. She's in this library. She drops a glass and she goes to pick up the pieces and she hears like, don't cut yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. This so, is where we meet Ash. This is where we meet Ash, which is Max and they call him Ash. Ash. And he's like 26 at this right. point. And they have like a, like a kismic connection. Like they're mm-hmm. like souls bind together in like this single conversation Mm -hmm. and he's like and tell me you're like 18 and she's like no i'm 16 and yet he still kisses her Mm -hmm. okay now he's a war hero yeah 
Like, he's all decked out in his uniform with all his medals and shit like this. This is a 26-year-old military career man who has some kind of a freak attraction to a 16-year-old girl who he knows is the the former vice president's granddaughter. And he still, like, kisses her and, like, pushes her up against a wall. I feel like... The storyline of her being like this political princess and like being placed in all these adult situations, I feel like the point was she's 16, yes, but mature wise, she's much older than her age, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know that, right? So they kiss, mm-hmm. okay. Well, Merlin walks in and he knows that they've been kissing and nothing is said, and we're moving on, yep. So they don't see each other again Mm-mm. for a while. Mm-mm. She writes emails, all these emails to him. And they're like super desperate emails. He never responds. Mm-mm. For me, if I write you two emails and I'm pouring my heart out, 16, 17, 25 years old, I don't care how old I am. Mm-hmm. After two emails, because I'll give you two <laughs> and you don't respond, I'm out. Mm-hmm. No, she keeps going. Keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And then her very last email she ever writes is, like, super fucking dirty and, like, out of character, I felt. Yeah. She was drunk or something. Yeah. And then just stops talking. Just Stops emailing him. Because he still doesn't respond. Right. So, in her head, she gave her kisses away and then the guy fucked her over. Right. So, she was like, yep, not going to do that again. Right. Well, then goes five more years. Well, in the book, it jumps 10 years. Because oh, to the wedding. And see, this is then this is where my problem is. Because mm-hmm. now we're jumpy. Mm-hmm. So it flash forwards 10 years. She's like a professor or something. Mm-hmm. And she's grading papers. And Embry comes. Yeah. And it's like, hey. And she's like, what the, what are you doing here? Mr. Vice President. Mr. Vice President. <laughs> he's like, take a walk with me. So like, they go on this walk. And he's like, he wants to see you. Yeah. And by he, he means the president. So Ash. Okay. So unbeknownst to us, she's not seen this person for 10 years. And then it flashes again to five years ago. Mm-hmm. Where she goes to a party, mm-hmm. another fucking party, mm-hmm. and uh, then it flashes again to the night before the party where she meets Ash. Mm-hmm. So according to my timeline, mm-hmm. she was 16 the last time she saw him, right. wrote him emails. He never responded. Yep. He shows up when she's 21. Yep. And... She finds out at this party that he's engaged. Yep. He did not tell her this the night before he saw her. Fuck you, sir. Mm-hmm. Because that's a fucking line. Yep. So she finds out in, like, a terrible way at this party, and she leaves because she's distraught. And she runs into Embry, who, unbeknownst to her, she does not know is Ash's friend. Right. At all. And they end up having this great night and oh we have another soulmate situation and they end up fucking while they're in chicago and he takes her virginity and it's like everything you want it to be Mm -hmm. okay yeah and then she leaves him her contact information Mm -hmm. and then 
she never hears from him again. So here's part two of her Merlin prophecy mm-hmm. where she gave her kisses away again right. and then gets fucked over by right. a dude. So now we've gotten five years again. So now she's 26 yeah. and she's like some boring history teacher right. for some whatever college. And she like grades papers and is yeah. gonna, she's very intellectual yeah. and very hidden away behind her books. Yeah. And then in walks hot Mr. Vice President right. who she's fucked, gave her virginity right. to. And then he's never, she's not seen him for five years. And he's like, he wants to see you. Yeah, come see the president. And like, she's like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. No. Fuck yes. I'm not going anywhere. It's so weird. If he wants to see me, he can come see me. Yes. I don't care who you are. Pope, yeah. president, fucking pimp. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. If you want to see me, you can come to me. Well, she agrees to go to him. Yep. And it's like somewhere down low private, like in a church or something. Yeah. Because he is the president of the United States. And right before he took his office, his wife that he only had for a couple of years died, mm-hmm. like cancer or something. Right. So in the public, he's only been grieving for like a year. So he can't really be seen out in public with a girl. So she goes and she meets him. And right off the bat, their conversation is pretty much like him admitting that he read, he got and read every email she ever sent, that he kept him close to his heart when he was in active war zones, and he's been in love with her, even though he married somebody else, and, but now he's back, and we're going to be together. And I was like, what? Not, do you want to still be with me? Right. Like, here I am, Mm -hmm. um, 10 years, five years even. Maybe I've moved on. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't still have feelings for you. She's naive, so she does. But of course. I just felt like him showing up and being like, well, here I am. Yeah. And we can be together now. Yeah. Hard stop. Yeah. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've been in love with you since I was 16, right. even though I've had three conversations with you in 10 years. In this whole fucking time, she's fucked his best friend. Which she knows, but he doesn't know. Right. And... How awkward. Mm-hmm. So whatever. They start this relationship. It's based on a fucking lie. You fucked his best friend. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Mm-mm. You're not telling him. Mm-mm. He's like, apparently this Dom. Yeah. Didn't vibe with that. No. Right off the bat. He's just like when they're in private and he's just like, listen, this is the type of sex I want and you're made for it even if you don't know it yet and you're gonna do it and she's like cool I'll do whatever you want and he's pretty much like get on your knees then and it's like a very aggressive fucking blowjob I'm sorry I haven't seen you in five years Mm -hmm. where you broke my heart Mm -hmm. we haven't touched each other in 10 years Mm -hmm. and you're just like demanding I get on my knees and suck you off boo yeah no sir yeah but she like, does it. She does do it. Because it's all about she wants to please him. Right. And if he wants something aggressive, she wants to take it. But then you find out she kind of likes it. Yeah. But she's not going to be ashamed that she likes it because he doesn't make her feel ashamed. Right. It's just, very, there's a line. I, I didn't, listen, I love a dominant. Mm-hmm. I love dominant books. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. A dominant in the bedroom is usually an asshole in life. Like in the book, right? Like yeah. there's a similarity. Yeah. I didn't feel that connection because he is legit. I know he's like, quote unquote, the president in this book. So he has to like have a certain, you know, look about him. But 
I didn't feel like who he was to her outside of the bedroom was the same universe as the dominant in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't just like an asshole. He was like mean. I felt like, yeah, not like I care for you. I have feelings for you. I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you for 10 years. Yes. I want to be your dominant, Mm -hmm. but there's got to be some sort of like emotion in that. Mm Mm-hmm. There, I just didn't feel like there was any. He was just so mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I didn't vibe with that. And I also didn't vibe with a, I feel like a submissive is, right, like they're really who has the power. Right. But I didn't feel like she had the power because I felt like she would do whatever he wanted without any, like, thought as to what she wanted. Right. So I just didn't really feel like that was a kind of submissive dominant relationship. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. I was feeling like we were supposed, like where the character was supposed to be at this point is that she's learning, right? She's learning what the submissive role is, but he doesn't really explain anything to her. He just says, do it or say the safe word. And in her head, that's like, oh, well then you're going to leave me if I don't do what you say and safe word you out. Like, so I feel like there was just not a lot of thought on her side. Like she didn't care about if this is something I wanted to until yeah. after the fact. And I also want to know also, which I found was very odd. They didn't have sex for a really long time. Yeah. Like he would like finger or mm-hmm. she would give him head. I don't even know if he ever went down on her to be quite frank. I, I don't, don't think yet. Was, no. They would like spank her for months. Yeah. And she wants to have sex with him and he won't. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused about that. He wanted to wait. But Sir, yeah, you've waited how long? He says he hasn't had sex with a woman since his wife died a year ago. And he was like, I just want our first time to be special. And she's like, well, I've been sleeping in the bed with you for right. like a month. Like, what Which the fuck? he lied about because he did definitely have sex with Embry's stepsister. What was her name? Oh, yeah. I forget about her. She's a politician. She's supposed to be like their monkey wrench. She's not really, though. She's yeah. just... But, yeah, I just, um... I didn't buy him as a true dom. No, I just felt like he just wanted to be controlling and mean. Yes, because it it wasn't like you were getting the president, right? Who has to be, like, charming and professional and all this kind of stuff on their outings and all the parties they go Mm -hmm. to. And then you've got what he's like behind closed doors and how he is with Greer. And it's like, if you were a naughty talker, like, that would, and then you're fucking and you're having this amazing sex life, that would be great. That's what I kind of expected. But what we got was this, like switch that was flipped and he just decided i am now controlling everything that has to do with another human being Mm -hmm. and they're going to lick my boot heels if that's what the fuck i want that's not i'm not not, i'm not okay with that like that's not the type of kink that you know i think is is necessary for that type of relationship so he's very rough um, and, and um, you know, he likes the idea of putting bruises and shit on her. And I'm just like, nah, you're weird. So I didn't really, he's not my favorite. Like I wasn't like, oh yes, I can't wait for your next sex scene. I'm like, oh my God, what are you going to do? Push, push your face yeah. in the carpet. You See, I liked Embry more. I did like book. Embry more. Um, you could tell like he was hiding something, but you could also tell that he legitimately still had feelings for her. And I just couldn't understand like why he never acted on them, which we do find out. And we'll go into that. Like once we come back from our break, but, mm-hmm. um, 
you could tell he was like holding himself back because the weird part of this is that Ash would do these things with her in front of Embry. Yeah. On purpose. There's a specific scene I want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to um, after the break. Okay. okay. Hey, Smut Hive listeners. Just a quick reminder. Don't forget to go onto our TikTok and Instagram page. Like, follow, do all the fun things. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review. Okay, we're back. Yep. All right, so I want to talk about this scene. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. And in walks Ash and Embry. It's like a normal evening, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, there's like a flip switch. He's like, I have to make this phone call. Embry, you go sit on the couch over there. And Greer, you come sit on my lap. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'd be like, what, why? Right. What's, <laughs> What's going on? First of all, why would you want me in the room when you're about to have some, like, diplomatic fucking conversation? Right. Because in, in the backdrop of this book, there's, like, some kind of war yeah, going yeah. on. Uh, which is irrelevant to mm-hmm. me. Um, and, of course, he's in his dumb, like, personality right now. Right. And he basically is, like, pulling up her nightgown or whatever she's wearing. I think she's wearing a dress. Dress. And starts like fingering her and playing with her, but like is talking to Embry. Like, do you like that? Mm -hmm. Do you like seeing like her naked? Do you like looking at her? And at this point in my brain, I'm thinking, does he know? Like, does he know they had sex? Well, I'm also realizing, yeah, because he's very bossy to Embry. And I, you're like, why are you, why do you have your dom tone with Embry? Like what's right. happening here? And Embry the whole time is like, obviously his fists are clenched and he's like having a really difficult time because at this point, Embry and Greer do not know or think that Ash knows that they have had sex. Right. Um, further on in the book, you do find out that he's like known, mm-hmm. but at this point you don't know. And he's just... You know, fingering her and doing all sorts of things. Like she's supposed to like ride his knee. He's like, "Yo, you've been a good girl. You can come on my knee or some shit." And I'm like, "In front of my best bro slash the vice president, why we're about to make this like call to this war going on in this country?" I'm no. I was like, "What's happening here?" (laughs) Like, yeah. Under no time, at, at no point in time did Ash ever say, like, is it okay for someone else to see you? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel comfortable having sex or being sexual in front of somebody else? He just threw her in the position, knowing she'd do it because she'll never use her safe word, right. which has been very clear up to this point. Yep. I feel like he forced her into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did like it. Uh, you know, obviously she's doing it in front of somebody that she like is attracted to, but super weird. Yeah. Well, then it even gets weirder. Yeah. Because like Embry is like, they describe that he's like, you know, hard and all yeah. this kind of stuff at this point, And he gets up to leave. Yeah. And Ash like rushes the door and slams the door. And he just starts saying like, you can leave this room if you can show me that your dick's not erect or something like that. And I'm like, hold the phone. What is happening now? We're what is going on? We we took 
right turn. Just I mean, we're talking yep. 360 in a circle turn. What's happening here? Yes. So now you know there is something. Yeah. You don't quite know exactly yeah. what it is, but in the back of your head, you're like, did you do fuck? Well, yeah, because it's very, like, Embry submissive. Ash is still in his, like, dominant personality. And their dicks are out. But she, they didn't touch each other. No, nope, and she's just sitting there watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's instantly turned on. Well, of course. Yeah. But at no point, I mean, I feel like in her brain she's thinking, like, oh, that's odd. Something's happened. Because then in another scene, mm-hmm. she walks in and Embry is on his knees in front of Ash. Mm-hmm. They're clothed. But he's, like, talking to him in, like, a dominant voice. And she's like, oh, Hi, what's happening here? Like, bitch, you fucking know. Yeah. This is not normal. They have something happening. Right. It's just, it becomes a very twisted, weird, also, they've still not had sex. Right. Yeah. I cannot wrap my brain around this. And she's, she's so horny. Like, she's so horny. Like. And don't get me wrong, the sexual scenes. I, I don't get off on like ride my knee right. to fucking come so I can like see the spot on my pant leg. That shit. And they make you like on. clean it. Right. That shit does not <laughs> no. turn me on. No. Um, how it was written was, I mean, it was good. Mm-hmm. The scenes themselves are written very well. Mm-hmm. I just, the sexual scenes thus far have done nothing for me now the sex scene in chicago when she has sex with embry that's fucking hot yes when he took her virginity that was yeah. banging yeah literally yeah um i wish there was more of that mm-hmm. in the book because i love that scene but the dominant situation that comes up with ash it just doesn't have that because they don't have sex for a while and the, but the sex that um that Embry has with Greer when he takes her virginity the five years ago yeah. or whatever, it was now at no point during that scene did I feel like Embry was submissive. No. So for all of a sudden to be like, wow, there's a spark right. of are these two have these two, yeah. what's going on with these two. And then the idea of the scene with him on his knees, mm-hmm. like you're the submissive. Like I never saw that coming. I would see two doms in a heartbeat, right. but to see one submissive and right. one dominant, I was like, Oh, I am curious if, like, it was because she was, maybe he wanted to control the situation Mm -hmm. because he's never been able to. Maybe. I don't know. Because um, the reason that they end up having sex in Chicago was because, obviously, Greer found out that Ash was engaged, but they were both running because of the same reason. Right. So, like, Embry also found out they were engaged, and he's in love with Ash. So, they both are running from the same situation that they don't know is the same situation. They end up fucking to get the feelings of Ash being engaged out of their system. Mm-hmm. It was very sad, honestly. It was. Because here's where you are now in the book. So, he Ash proposes to Greer, and Greer says yes. Okay. So in the back of Greer's mind, she still does not know what happened between Embry and Ash. Mm -hmm. She also recognizes as much as she is in love with Ash, she is also in love with Embry Mm -hmm. and has been since he touched her. She wants to tell Ash 
that she's been with Embry and that she still loves and wants mm-hmm. Embry. And in the back of her mind, she's also saying, if I could just have these two, wouldn't my life be swell? Right. Sure. Cool. They just happen to be the president and the vice yeah. president, but okay, wrap yeah. your head around that one. Where Ash is, is he knows. What you also find out is that Ash proposed to Embry twice Mm -hmm. in all the years that they have been together because he truly loves him, but he truly loves Greer too. And if he could have both, wouldn't life be swell? Right. Here's where you are with Embry. Yeah. I'm in love with Greer. Yeah. I'm in love with Ash. I can't be with Ash because it would ruin both of our political careers and we just can't take that hit. Ash though, for his defense is willing to walk away from it all. If Embry would have said yeah. yes. Embry wants, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be swell? if <laughs> We could have both of them. Right. When these motherfuckers finally all figure yeah. out that they want the same thing, wouldn't you know, rubble is going to happen, right. but on the wedding night. Here's the thing. Okay. The first time that Ash and Greer have sex, mm-hmm. they're at... Camp David, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's fine. No. Yeah. It's not super meany, dominant, gross. No. Uh, it's like normal. I mean, yeah, he's a little bit dominant, but I feel like the sex itself is fairly normal. Mm-hmm. So they have sex for the first time. It's great. It's hot. They fall asleep together, blah, blah, blah. She wakes up and he's not there. She thinks he's sleeping. So she goes down to the kitchen or whatever. It's Christmas time. And run what sees Embry and Ash making out under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Now. She just stays quiet and like mm-hmm. watches them. Yep. I feel like I would have been like, hi. <laughs> now would have been the perfect time to be like, oh, great. You guys like to make out. Cool, cool. I want you both. So if we could just skip the drama <laughs> right. uh, and just get on board. Yeah. But she doesn't. She just stays quiet. Yeah. Um, And then says nothing. Eventually, she does, she does go off on Embry. Right. Because in her head, she's starting to get a little angry because she feels like she's being cheated on. Right. Not the the shock and wow factor that the president and the vice president are making out to. So, I mean, she eventually does say something to Embry and Embry is like, this is the situation. And then she's mad at Ash because Ash, to her and to the readers, has, seems to be terrible. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not taking Embry's feelings into consideration. So then she confronts Ash and he's like, no, no. Like, I've been trying to marry Embry for years. Now, if my boyfriend told me that, mm-hmm. my, no, my fiance told right. me that. Right. I would be like, okay, so you were married to someone that's not either of us. You've proposed twice to somebody else. And now you want to marry me. Right. I'm like the third choice. Really? Really? No. Yeah. No. I And that's kind of how I felt, right? Like he, he married his wife for political reason, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, he, he did love her, but you married somebody knowing that you're in love with two other people. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. So she dies 
And you carry on with Embry. Yep. You're in love with Embry. Yep. You ask him to marry you twice. He says no. So now he moves on to Greer, who will, and he knows, will say yes. Right. You don't tell her the truth. You don't tell her the truth. She finds out because you went behind her back. Mm -hmm. She finds out the situation from Embry and she confronts you. You say you're, oh, so sorry. And then she forgives you and all is well. No, Mm -mm. no, no, no. Nope. I know. So at this point now, I legitimately do not understand why she is still with him. I understand that you love him. Right. And he gives you sexually what it is that you need. But I do not understand. I understand her relationship with Embry. Mm-hmm. I cannot wrap my brain around wanting to be with somebody that's done what he's done. Strung you along yeah. for 10 years. And you're just willing to... But he does tell her, like, I want you and him. Yeah. And she's like, cool, because I want you Mm -hmm. and him, too. And they make this agreement that they're going to talk to Embry about it, but they're going to marry each other. Yeah. But they're going to talk to Embry about it and that um, they're not to touch him sexually until Mm -hmm. they're only to fuck each other until they work it all out. Well, apparently they don't find time to do that while they're getting married. Right. So... She's like thinking Embry's all sad and he wants to like leave the wedding when it's all done and everything because he's seeing the two people he loved marry each other and leaving him out. And they're like, no, come back to our hotel room with us. And he's like, why? And they're like, just come. And then it all comes out like, we want you. We're going to be married, but we want you too. Can we talk about the fact that she's in her room getting dressed and Embry shows up in there? Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, the phone call. And <gasps> yeah, and Embry is in there. It's just her and him. Yeah. And then her phone rings and it's Ash. And he's like, stay on the phone with me, but like, let Embry do whatever. Yeah. This is my wedding gift to you. Yeah. And he directs Embry into eating her out. Right. Yeah. Right before she gets married. Didn't we in just her wedding agree dress. that we weren't doing this? Yep. And she's like, no, this is a test. Yeah. If I let him touch me, you're right. not going to marry me. Right. And he's like, no, babe, like, I want this to happen. Right. Emery wants this to happen. And he's, like, talking dumb to yeah. both of them through the whole conversation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it was hot. Mm-hmm. But poor Emery mm-hmm. at this point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been given, now he's being given, like, a little taste. Right. So, so, yeah, so when she sees him, when she walks down the aisle and she stands next to Ash, what she sees from Embry is he has, like, a bite mark. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, this is yeah, great. Yeah. So what happened was as soon as Embry was done getting her off mm-hmm. before she walked down the aisle, he went to go meet up with Ash. And Ash had to, like, lick her cum off his face what? and all this type of shit. And they're both just hanging out down the aisle. <laughs> like, I, what honestly, the fuck? Fucking off. I yeah. I can't. I know. Well, they get married. Yeah. And then they go up to their room. Wedding night. And they invite Embry up there. Yep. And they're in some hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have... A really graphic... Wild, passionate... Threesome. Threesome. That everyone is involved in. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a way to end this book. It was. You know? It was long. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot because I mean you had to accommodate three yeah. people, so it was very it was written very well. Yeah. Well, I will say um 
the character profiles, she did a very good job of like building each character. Yeah. Sometimes when you have more than two people in a relationship in these books, reverse harems as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the storylines of the characters are cut kind of short because you want to get into the actual storyline. So you don't actually understand who your characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like the author did a really good job uh, with like character building and story building because there was a plot in the back of this, which we, we haven't talked about. We're not going to talk about, mm. you know, like she, we said earlier, there's a whole war going on. There's like her fucking bad cousin who causes issues. But then there's also like a really dirty, nasty, gross politician, which comes into play at the very end of the book. And it does end on a cliffhanger. Right. This first book does. So if you read this book, uh, be, prepared to buy the second one because it does lift on a cliffhanger. Yeah. My understanding of the series is that it's originally a trilogy. So you've got American queen, which is Greer. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, American prince, which is Embry. Mm-hmm. And then you have American king, which is Maxim. So yeah. it's from their different points of view yeah. and how the relationship goes on. And then there's two additional side characters that have the next two books in the series. But Speaking kind of what you were speaking about was how the author wrote the characters. Yes, I did understand them and their backstories, but once it was presented to me, it was so chopped up in the flashbacks that I got very confused about the age. Who's what age when this happens? Because listen, I do not think, and the 16 versus 26 year old, I kind of understand like the first kiss in a way like you could be this 26 year old like hot motherfucker and be like I'm about to bestow the gift upon gifts to this 16 year old bring her over to the dark side but just give her a kiss. Yeah. Okay. Kinda. It's still a little pervy. Yeah. But kinda. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking but you did a little bit more. You like groped her a little bit pushed her against the wall kind of a thing and I'm like nope now you're nasty. Yeah. And then you become a president. Shocker. Right. But then he flipped to being the kind of dom that I just was not fully attracted to. Right. I was more attracted to Embry than I was to Ash, except I didn't dig submissive Embry. Yeah. I just didn't. No, I, 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 his personality for me, like didn't fit a submissive personality. Yeah. Because Greer's whole life, she's been told what to do. Yeah. By whomever. So well, she's always played the game. Well, Right. Because she understands yeah. it from how she, her grandpa raised her. He did, he did her a yeah. favor, you know? Yeah. He let her know what the fucking yeah. sharks are like. And so she gets it. Mm-hmm. But she's very naive yeah. because she hid away yeah. for the, her adult life. She hid away behind her books and her studies and her boring fucking life and staring at the president and the vice president like we would as normal people. Right. But she want, had fucked them or wanted to fuck yeah. them. And when I'm looking at the current president and vice president being like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Like, no, no, no thanks. Yeah, I so I didn't, it didn't, it's not a path I want, it's not a, a yeah. trope I will seek out in right. the future. Yeah, I a political trope is just like not my thing. Yeah, um, I didn't love the book, I didn't hate it. I know, I, I'm know, the same. I'm if I were to start out of five, I'd probably start at a three. I'm probably going to just do like two and a half because half the sex I didn't even like. Yeah. So my dick score would be two and a half penises. There wasn't a ton of sex. But when there was like some of it was hot and then some of it I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm bored. Because it was Ash. It was Ash. He fucked it up for me when he ran his fucking mouth. 
Well, I didn't like any of the sex scenes that was just Ash and Greer. Right. I only liked them when Embry was involved. Right. Except for the couch scene. I didn't like that. Yeah. Because I felt like it was, I know... I know what you two, and I'm going to punish you. It was mean. It like, was very didn't... punishing and mean. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and neither of them knew that it was punishing and mean. That's right. the problem is it just wasn't, he wasn't honest. Uh, Ash just, for me, wasn't honest with his feelings. No, but they weren't honest either because no. they both had an opportunity. Embry and Greer yeah. had an opportunity to tell him, like, we really do know each other. Yeah. And this is what happened. Yeah. Especially because Ash knew that she lost her virginity and um, he would be like, is this how it was with him? I only want you thinking of me and not thinking of him. And in the back of our heads, we know Ash knows. So yeah. he's saying, is it Embry? Yeah. And she's like, you don't know who it is, yeah. but I only want you, but I also want Embry. Yeah. It was just, it was very complex character. So I do appreciate that. I just wish it would have been a little bit more timeline and less flashback because mm -hmm. it took away, took yeah. me out of it because I'd have to think about where yeah. I was in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love having to like flip back and be like, whoa, wait, how, wait, where are we at now? Like, how old are these people? Right. Because uh, for me, like when I read, I like to have a full picture in my brain of like what I'm reading. Yeah. I don't like to be like, oh, wait, is this person 16 or are we talking like 26? Like, because it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And I kept having to like flip back and be like, where am I? I didn't believe in Greer, to be honest with you. I think she's one of my least favorite female characters because I understood her up till she was 16. You're 16. You just made out with a hot fucking dude. It's the first kiss you've ever right. had in your life. Blew your socks off kind of right. shit. That's fairy tale to a 16-year-old girl. She Absolutely. She with every other Done. after that. Yes, but she doesn't. Right. She literally keeps herself just to all, you know, yeah. locked up inside and doesn't even, no boyfriend, no crush. How can you be 16 to 21 and have zero connection right. to another man period those are your dating right. years it doesn't make sense yeah especially when you're hanging out with a slutty cousin who yes that means you're around men and boys all the time and you're a politician's granddaughter right. you're around secret yeah. fucking service like right. now that's a book i would read yeah. we do need to yeah. look up like a secret service yeah. type. well coming up yeah next week yes for next week okay hold on we'll just stop babbling yeah. so let's just end this yes th this particular part so penises you're going with three for three. the dick score yeah. i'm going with 2.5 yeah. for the dick score um these are not kendall unlimited i believe american queen was free or like a dollar 99 on sale or something when we bought it um i probably will not continue reading the series i will not yeah I just don't really care where they end up. I mean, it is Embry's book, so, like, a part of me does kind of want to read Embry's book, but I have zero desire to read Ashes, so I feel like reading the second one would be a waste. Yeah. I feel like if if I could find out if Greer only ends up with Embry, I would read oh, it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. I would, I don't really necessarily want, like, the president to get yeah. divorced or, you know, whatever, but yeah. I don't think he, he shouldn't be who they both are. Yeah submissive to okay. it shouldn't be him yeah okay all right anyway so next week next week we have captured by skylar kingsley um she is a cool author chick who reached out to us yeah. right before her book came out 
and was like, listen, here it is. I've listened to you guys' podcasts. Like, here's my book that's coming out. Let's, you know, let's do it. We got you, girl. We got it. So we're going to come back next week for that. Yeah. All right. Have a great week. Goodbye.